Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Success Insight Podcast. I hope wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you're having a fantastic day. Our guest is Eric Kershott, who is an organizer and HR evangelist, and he heads up the meetup group HR Hot Seat here in Chicago. Now, HR Hot Seat, it was formerly known as HR Mastermind, is for anyone who is convinced that there are better ways to attract, retain, and engage people who matter most in your business. Now, who doesn't need that? This is an inclusive mastermind, as Eric has emphasized, and it is a community of real HR pros solving real HR problems. Eric is also the founder of Harmony Insights, a coaching company that partners internationally with business leaders and job seekers to get the most out of themselves and their teams. Eric is passionate about helping motivated organizations and individuals connect with their values, pursuits, and potential for strength in relationships at home and at work. Eric, it's a pleasure to have you on the Success Insight Podcast. Thanks, Howard. It's great to be talking to you. So, Eric, a long time ago, perhaps not that long ago, I was a part of Meetup. I joined Meetup groups for cooking, for photography, for hiking. I never recall coming across a Meetup group for HR professionals. Tell us about HR Hot Seat and how did you get this group started up and why? I have a 16-year corporate HR background, and I left that space to build my own business around the DISC personality assessment. And I thought, you know, I never really want to get far from HR professionals. That's a language that I knew, just something very familiar to me. And I had been learning at the time about this mastermind concept, and it was through Napoleon Hill's book called Think and Grow Rich. Of course, I know it very well. (laughs) Classic. And at the same time, I was also hearing a number of the podcasters that I was listening to speak about it. But masterminds were particularly, as I understood it, being practiced among small business owners, some CEOs, and not among HR professionals. And I thought, this could be a really cool opportunity to bring one of my target audiences together in an entirely different networking format than they're used to. My goal was about 10 to 12 people. You know, if I could stay in front of 10 to 12 on a regular basis, build rapport with them, help them network and solve challenges, then I'd be top of mind when they needed a disk facilitator. Long story short, just over three years later, we have more than 2,000 members in eight different chapters around the country. (laughs) 2,000 members, eight chapters. That's actually pretty phenomenal. You don't typically see a, a chapter that has kind of expanded behind the local border. Yeah, that's why you mentioned in the intro that we were originally called the Chicago HR Mastermind. And I had enough people coming to me outside of Chicago asking what we were doing and how they could be involved that after a couple of years, I was like, we have to rebrand. And we're known now as HR Hot Seat. But it's that same mastermind style conversation that I've just simply learned to scale beyond 10 or 12 people now to serve many hundreds of people. Well, let's talk about the mastermind concept because like you, I learned about the mastermind concept from reading Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, and and we will put a link back to the book on our show notes. But as you started to be confronted with this idea, you have all these people that are interested and aware of the work that you're doing. 
How did you structure the mastermind within the chapter meeting? And I'm assuming these chapters are all meeting in person, or is this for, can this be virtual as well? Masterminds can be virtual. Within HR Hot Seat, we're, we're meeting in person. Okay. Actually, before we get into the kind of the detail of the mastermind, what are the other cities where you're located? So we have three in Chicago. Our downtown Chicago chapter is the first. That's the one that I facilitate. We have two more in the suburbs. Beyond there, then our first chapter outside of the Chicago market was Greenville, South Carolina, then Detroit, Michigan, then San Diego, California, Orange County, California, and then Indianapolis. And I believe that makes eight altogether. That's fantastic. So when you plan a, a visit to any one of these cities, you can always plan it around the when the meetup's going to take place. Right. <laughs> it's convenient. That's great. Well, let's talk about this mastermind concept for the HR professionals that have joined this meetup and they're coming to you. Is this a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly? How often are you meeting as a mastermind? So the way that I do it in my chapter is I have free monthly events and our, our licensees with different intervals, some quarterly, some monthly, primarily monthly. And people are showing up on a monthly basis, some familiar faces, people who we've seen in the past, but also a lot of new people. And I think that's really helped with our growth is that we are attracting so many people who are saying, hey, this is different. I really like it. So in the mastermind framework, now I remember when we think about networking, or again, this is one of the original pursuits of the meetup concept is idea to network with people who like the things you do, have very common interests. And some of these meetups, the members can be maybe skewed towards one gender or next, certain age range or another. Within the HR hot seat, what are you seeing is the kind of the makeup of the membership and especially the ones that are active and showing up at events each month? What's fun about having multiple chapters in multiple markets is that that does differ from place to place. You know, So if you talk to a new licensee in Indianapolis, he may say one thing, whereas the person running the San Diego chapter is going after a slightly different audience. So that's kind of fun to see how that changes. In the Chicago chapter that I facilitate, it really is truly inclusive. We are pulling in people at all levels of the organization, all different kinds of backgrounds, tenures, interests, areas of expertise. People fall primarily into a few different buckets. We have practitioners, people who are talent acquisition, learning and development, compensation benefits. HR is a broad umbrella. We have service providers, people who are there to, to find an audience of HR professionals. We have students, people who are looking to make those connections in the working world. We have a number of folks in job transition, people who are in between HR jobs or who are looking to get into the function. And then I've been saying that we also have this other group, which may fit into one of those buckets, and they are... CEOs, CFOs of smaller organizations and companies, startups who don't yet have HR professionals employed, but have HR problems. And so they're showing up saying, hey, we could use input and answers just like anybody else can. Are we allowed to take part in this conversation? And because we are truly inclusive, I invite anybody who wants to talk HR with us. Fantastic. So you're going to have a meeting a couple times a month. What is the kind of the emphasis of the meeting? How or how is it organized? Is it presentations? 
Again, the mastermind includes the, the hot seat. That's a core component of a, of a mastermind. So how are you organizing the hot seats around this meeting? I'm assuming it's going to be an hour and a half, two hour meeting. So how do you organize it? So ours downtown Chicago are 6 to 7.30 p.m. And primarily, we are a pure focused organization. So one of the things we say is you can go just about anywhere for a panel discussion or a, a workshop where you're in front of one or more subject matter experts. And there's always a place for that conversation. I've learned so much from those. Mm -hmm. But when you come to an HR hot seat event, everybody is an expert. Everybody brings equally valuable perspective and expertise and experience to our conversation. And that allows us to create an environment that is truly inclusive, but where people feel that they truly belong, that they're not just there to learn, but that they can teach something as well, even if they're a student even if they're in job transition, that you don't have to show up and have the word chief in your title <laughs> to be taken seriously. So, for example, the last meeting that was held, what were the, say, the hot seat subjects that were covered? So we have people show up, and this goes a little bit further to answer, I guess, your previous question as well. We try to pack in more value than you would expect to get from a free event. My goal is to have people walking away, almost shaking their heads saying, I don't believe I got that much out of a networking event and didn't have to pay a dollar for it. So what we promise is that you can show up, you can network, and you can solve actual workplace challenges that our members are facing. We also say, well, while you're here, we're going to have a book club or we're going to have a special interest circle conversation that guarantees niche conversation, or we're going to help you with your resume. So we, we pack in as much value as we can, but the highlight of our events is the hot seat discussion. And that is particular members showing up and volunteering current real life workplace challenges that they're facing in the HR space. And it could be you know, how do I even find this promising talent that everybody's saying that, that's out there? How am I retaining people? How do I engage remote workers? How do I even go about beginning to choose a payroll vendor? How do I convince my company leadership to take human resources seriously and, and include us in a more strategic conversation? How, as somebody in job transition, can I best position myself as a job candidate for meaningful HR work? So really, just about anything that people could bring. And I've been very intentional about not theming our events because I want people to show up with the challenges that they currently face and sit in front of their peers and say, if you've been in my shoes, what have you done to tackle this challenge? And if you've not been in my shoes, what perspective do you bring on this challenge? So since the group has been around and expanded, what are you hearing from the members, the folks that have come in or perhaps even the folks that have left? What are they saying to you that they're, they're in there? They just joined the group. Maybe it's that student, that small business. They're not yet ready for a full on HR organization, but they have HR style questions. What's their reaction been? And even the person, perhaps maybe they left the group and that's because they didn't like it perhaps, but they, they moved away and they're going to, and what are they saying to you coming in and going out? Excellent question. The people who are leaving, and luckily we have more people showing up than leaving, and I think that's good for any community. <laughs> the people who are leaving yes. are leaving primarily because they've left the space. Either they've left HR as a function, they're doing something entirely different, or they've moved away and into a market where we don't yet have a chapter. And that's been really reassuring to me that I'm not hearing from people saying, oh, you know what, it's just not serving my needs. You know, I, I'm not really feeling like I'm getting the value out of our events. 
and if I was hearing that, I'd be open to it. Uh, it would be good feedback for me to get. I've been glad that that hasn't been the reason that we've lost some people along the way. The people who are showing up and sticking around, we always have an evaluation at the end of our events. And they're saying a few things. They're saying, we come back because this is non-commercial, that I can go anywhere else and I can have business cards jammed down my throat. I can be pitched to till the cows come home. But I can show up here and, and even your sponsors are very education-focused, very service-focused. We're a very service-oriented organization. So they like that non-commercial piece. They like that they can show up and not just learn, but then also give back, teach in the same breath. That They're not just sitting silently in front of a panel, but they can contribute to a dialogue. People like that it feels safe and, and confidential, that they can be vulnerable, that they can show up and say, I'm not sure I'm hitting what I'm supposed to in terms of, of numbers or company objectives, or I'm not yet skilled in this area. And it's okay for them to share that information because they trust that what they are sharing is going to be received well. And that we're going to keep it confidential. We're not going to take to the social media airwaves and start broadcasting what people have showed up with. So those are those are a few of the things that I think come up time and again in terms of why people return to our particular conversation. Okay. And what what's an example or two of some hot seat questions that you've had recently? So I mentioned a few earlier. Actually, just this week, we were hosted by United Airlines and just had an amazing event. We had about 120 people there, and people have been sharing some really nice testimonials on social media. But we had a, a couple in particular that stood out in terms of hot seat topics that, that people brought with them. One woman was asking about how she can, when her company talks about valuing learning and diversity and inclusion, how can she guarantee that they're also following through on demonstrating that commitment in terms of their practices? And I love that because so many companies are talking about valuing diversity and inclusion, but what are they actually doing to reinforce that it's something important to them? That's a common theme. Yeah. One person showed up and said, should I? And if so, how do I differentiate my LinkedIn profile from my resume? A fantastic question. And I'm sure something you have a bit of insight into yourself. <laughs> uh, yes, true on that. <laughs> too often people are hitting copy and paste. And so there's a great opportunity to talk about how those two things can be different. So many that, that end up being inspiring. One woman was saying as a, another job candidate was talking about how she should address what she perceives as unconscious bias among hiring managers who look at her and perceive her in a, in a particular way that she th feels is detrimental to her. How does she fight against that? And other people looking for, for vendors and help with various things that they're launching. So it really, you never know what kind of variety you're going to get from month to month. Sure. I want to switch over a little bit to your work with Harmony Insights, but I have one quick question still on the meetup and then really kind of a next steps. But some of the meetups that are out there have a fee to participate, you know, whether it's a dinner meetup or a materials fee. Is there any type of investment to join and participate within the HR hot seat? There isn't. And that's one of the other things that makes us unique. I think you can go anywhere and, and be expected to pay dues and then maybe pay a, an event fee on top of those dues. And what we tell our members is we, we want you to show up. We don't want to be chasing you down for any amount of money. That makes what we do transactional. And we're very relational. It would go against so much of what we're trying to accomplish. So we welcome people with open arms. It is free. You're not paying to be a part of any of our conversations, nor for any of the additional sort of services that we offer along the way. And if it's valuable to you, you may even qualify for SHRM recertification credits. 
for attending for those people who are SHRM certified. So again, just trying to pack as much value as we can into our events and have people leave saying, I don't believe that that's that that just happened. That's great. Hey, for our listeners, uh, just let, let them let us know what does SHRM stand for? Thank you for asking. It is the Society for Human Resource Management. It is the the leading HR professional association out there. They have annual conferences of this year was 20,000 people. I think the largest HR conference there's ever been. And they have also chapters on the state and local level. So for example, in the Chicago area, there, there are eight or nine, I believe, local SHRM chapters as well. And they are advocating for HR professionals, bringing them together, educating them. Just a fantastic organization. Excellent. So... Eric, what do you see as next for HR Hot Seat? I would love to expand beyond the eight markets that we're in now. Eight chapters, I think six total markets. I'd have to go back and do the math. But I'd love to be in more places. I think wherever HR professionals gather and are looking for a uniquely rewarding professional networking experience, I want to be there to serve them. And I do that through our our licensees and people across the country who say, yes, I, I share your mission for serving HR professionals. In terms of my own chapter here in Chicago that I facilitate, I want to continue to build upon what we're doing. And I don't ever want it to become stale. Innovate is a strong word, but I want people to show up month to month and say, oh, this, this part's a little bit different, or you're, you're approaching this from a, a, a unique perspective and make sure that we're always remaining fresh and serving people in the way that they are arriving to be served. I love the, the, the idea of just continually adding value. And it's, there's definitely, you know, you're putting what you spouse into practice and, and also the idea that you're not being sold to. And that's a, certainly a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Eric, tell us a little bit about Harmony Insights. I mean, we didn't really spend too much time on it, but you know, tell us about that work. So I transitioned into Harmony Insights from the corporate world because I had the singular, I'll call it nerdy passion. You can tell me if you agree or disagree to facilitate workplace conversations around the DISC personality assessment. I can attest to that. <laughs> I was a psychology major in school. I fell in love with HR, you know, when I moved here to Chicago, but facilitating conversations around DISC in my corporate role was one of the more uniquely rewarding things that I did. And I thought the stars have aligned in such a way that I need to figure out if I'm capable of this whole self-employment thing. I started Harmony Insights then to help organizations and consultants leverage DISC with their employees and with their clients. That is primarily the work that I continue to do. And HR Hot Seat has kind of grown as a part of that effort. Excellent. In the time we have left together, one question to kind of put you on the spot is, what do you think your clients or the members of the meetup here in Chicago, your licensees, what are they saying about Eric Kershaw? <laughs> it's always a tricky question to answer, right? I love that you're asking it though, because I'm big on introspection. I hope that they see me as somebody who wants to be of service. Yes, I have a business. Yes, I need to make money like other people do. I'm sure my wife would love to have groceries in the refrigerator once in a while. Of course. <laughs> and she has a fantastic job as well, by the way, I should mention that. But I hope they see me as somebody who genuinely wants to get to know them wants to serve them, wants to connect them with other people, wants to inspire them to do their best work and in meaningful environments, to get to know themselves, to be introspective themselves and to, and to get to know what they're capable of doing in ways that they may not have considered before. And if I can walk away from an individual conversation or an event or a speaking opportunity or engagement 
and have people feel inspired, but also uh, genuinely believe that I care about them individually and their success, that that to me would be very fulfilling. Fantastic. And the last little piece, and this this requires you to do a little bit of a dance in the moment, is we have a little feature on our show called Insight to Go, which at the end of the show gives you an opportunity to share a quote, information about an article, perhaps a book you've read, perhaps something that you just want to leave with our listeners about you and your work and the impact you're having. You know, in the moment, dancing in the moment, what would your insight to go be? I have so many that come to mind. I mean, I, I love listening to podcasts. I'm inspired by podcasts and books and people and conversations, all sorts of things. A couple that come to mind, but one I want to come back to that I share regularly, actually. And it is when a lot of people talk about, there's been a lot of discussion around the golden rule, which is treating other people the way that you would want to be treated. I say a lot of discussion like it's topical now. Clearly, it's something that's been talked about for a while. And there's value to that. Someone along the way coined the the platinum rule, which says treat other people the way that they would like to be treated. And that one piece of advice, that one insight has been uh, more eye-opening for me personally, than almost anything else that I've heard along the way. And if I can encourage people just to consider, yes, treat people the way that you would want to be treated, but then also consider how they would want to be treated and how that might be different than how you naturally communicate with others and connect with others. That can really have a profound effect on our relationships. As a fellow DISC nerd, I I think there's definitely a lot of insight and value to those statements because if we don't understand how others want to be treated, you know, how can they know how we want to be treated too? So I appreciate that. Yep. Eric, if our listeners would like to learn more about you, the meetup groups, HR Hot Seat, your work at Harmony Insights, what's the best way to do that? HarmonyInsights.com is my primary company website, but I'm also encouraging people to head directly over to HRHotSeat.com. And there they will find out about the Chicago chapter, the additional chapters we have, how to join for free, as we mentioned earlier, and just get involved in that HR Hot Seat community. Fantastic. Eric, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us on the Success Insight podcast. And it's been a pleasure to learn more about you your work, this meetup group, and really just the service that you are providing to the community as well. Thank you. Thank you, Howard. It's been great catching up. There you have it, folks. We've just been chatting with Eric Kershot, organizer and HR evangelist of the meetup group HR Hot Seat. And they are located here in Chicago, Detroit, Greenville, South Carolina, and in San Diego and in Orange County. And hey, if you're interested in starting your own HR Hot Seat, do reach out to Eric. I'm certain he would love to chat with you about what it would take to become a licensee in another market. And also visit him on his website, Harmony Insights, and we will provide backlinks to HR Hot Seat, Harmony Insights, and we'll also provide a backlink to Napoleon Hill's wonderful book, Think and Grow Rich, so that you can learn more about what being in a mastermind, participating and getting value out of a mastermind means. So folks, that's it for today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there and have a phenomenal day. We'll see you on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.